0: Hello and welcome everyone to our podcast series, The Spotlight. I'm your host, Frédérique Schnabel. Thanks a lot for tuning in today. With me is Vincent Chignot, Head of Research at General Investments. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Awesome. Santa seems to have come early, with equity markets over the past months more than reversing the September drawdown. Is the rally set to continue into the turn of the year? Uh,
1: dissonance is the word that comes to my mind. The, the past months has seen mixed economic news, with global surprises stabilizing at a low negative level. We haven't really passed the global growth speed bump met over summer. In contrast, inflation surprises have remained very high at positive levels, and central banks are starting to show their teeth. As the implied rate pass in many jurisdictions is being repriced higher, yield curves have flattened significantly which tends to be a bad omen about the cycle. Yet global equities have reached new highs. Of course, the earnings season is strong again. Also, investors' positioning is no longer stretched, i.e. the bar is higher for equities to fall. Finally, inflation expectations have surged, but long-term real yields have remained depressed, and that combination is much better for equities than the opposite. In all, we keep positive bias on equities into the turn, but with policy risk rising, we now embrace a relatively cautious allocation stance.
0: Central banks are showing their teeth, you said, but will they bite? We're
1: recording this just before the November FOMC. We're confident that the Fed is about to taper its bond purchases, We expect the FED's QE to be over by mid-2022, if not earlier. The question then is, when will they start hiking rates? The market has already priced at least two hikes in H2 2022. Uh, This is already more than the FOMC's dot plot. But persistent inflation is likely to keep the pressure on market expectations. Mind that smaller G10 central banks have started to reverse policy or are about to do it. I'm talking about Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Norway, or the UK. The ECB can buy more time because it hasn't seen strong second round inflation effects, especially on wages. But it will. Probably communicate in December about the transition out of PEPP in March 2022. It's important to recognize that monetary policy uncertainty has increased sharply for at least three reasons. One, no one can be sure about the persistence of the supply and inflation shock, two, supply shocks are very hard to navigate for central banks given the opposite impact on growth and inflation. We all remember the ECB policy mistakes of 2008. Three, the Fed and ECB have new mandates that should make them more patient with inflation, but we haven't seen them operate within those frameworks yet. Higher uncertainty tends to be sanctioned by higher risk premia, we're starting to see this in the belly of the yield curves already. So far, equities and to a lesser extent, credits have shown resilience, but they can't be entirely immune.
0: Last month already, you focused on the global chain disruptions and the energy crunch. Is the supply shock alive and well, or is it starting to ease?
1: Listen, the supply shock has clearly contributed to the growth speed bump. Now we're starting to see some improvement. For instance, shipping rates are pulling back aggressively from the early October peak. Iron ore prices have hard from the late June peak, partly on the Chinese property sector troubles. Russia has just announced greater natural gas delivery to Europe, which is helping LNG prices retreat from the October madness. That said, the energy transition remains the elephant in the room. No one exactly knows whether this will be smooth. The COP26 looks underwhelming so far. Energy intensity has declined, but the global economy remains too dependent on fossil fuels, and it's not clear that demand there can flatten out as fast as supply.
0: So, to conclude, how to adjust portfolios and investment strategies into this more challenging environment?
1: The major equity tailwinds are all running out of steam. Profit growth, money printing, and the fiscal impulse. We still expect equities to outperform bonds, and this over the past months proved very true, and more so uh, than we expected, to be honest. We Paths further scale down our overweight in equities and high yield, to the benefit of investment-grade credits and cash. In equities, we also reduce our preference for value and cyclicals, and selectively reweight defensives towards a more balanced allocation. We keep an underweight in Govies, but expect long-term yields to increase only moderately. Currency performance over the past three months have already been a function of monetary policy desynchronization, and that leaves the euro on a weak footing near term.
0: Thank you very much, Monsa, for sharing these valuable insights with us. Thank you all for tuning in, and hear you soon.